Hi, and welcome to Star Wars What If, the podcast where I take an event in the Star Wars timeline and change it to see what would happen. So, two days ago, I made a episode called What If I Wrote um, The Last Jedi. So, like, what I would have done. And I think it turned out pretty um, good. It was like a 25, 28-minute um, episode. I don't think it was one of my best. It wasn't definitely my longest. I do think it worked out, and as some of you might have noticed, I did label it part one of two. So here's part two. This is what if I wrote The Rise of Skywalker, but it's based off my rewriting of The Last Jedi. So just to sum up what happened in there, um, Kylo Ren got his legs cut off, Rey got Leia's Jedi lightsaber, Kylo Ren, um, well, I mean, Luke died, the Rebels stole a Star Destroyer, and, um, they had to wake up Finn from a coma so he could help them break into a First Order facility on Kamino to find out where Snoke came from. So... Those are sort of some of the loose ends. There are probably some I might be missing. So if you get confused, I recommend just going back to the part one. And you might just want to listen to that one before this. Just because. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. This is What If I Wrote The Rise of Skywalker. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's probably going to be longer than the last one. Because I tried to put a lot more detail in here. Oh, and another one of the bullet points that I forgot to input that you should, should remember. Rey is Han and Leia's daughter, so Kylo Ren's sister. And Kylo Ren um, burned down the Jedi Temple and Luke felt betrayed. Um, and Luke attacked him because Kylo Ren broke into the Sith artifact collection at Luke's temple and was like reading rituals and stuff. And that's why, like, he turned to the dark side and then burned down the temple. Just so you guys can understand this story. But let's get into it. Alright, so this story or movie would start out with Kylo Ren and the First Order on Naboo, which in my version would be the new First Order um, base planet. And Kylo, and Kylo Ren has the the goatee from the last podcast episode, and he's not wearing a mask. And he has now he has robotic legs like Darth Maul, the ones that look like regular legs that don't have like the claws on the bottom. But he's standing on a on a stage in front, well, in front of a crowd, and behind Kylo there are ten resistance shol- um, soldiers. In handcuffs, and Kylo Ren makes a speech warning the citizens that any members of the resistance will be snuffed out and will be killed. And yeah, so Kylo Ren finishes his speech, and without even looking back at the people, he just he just puts his hands at his sides, and you just see all. Ten soldiers in the back, 
suspended in the air and they all force choke and they're all being force choked and eventually they just fall to the stage and they're all dead and we would get a close up like a close up shot of one of them being dead and I imagine that would actually just be like one of the more recognizable soldiers like Snap Wexley or maybe even Admiral Akbar. but I don't think that'd probably be Snap Wexley so we cut to the resistance star destroyer that they stole in the last episode and we see a star map where the all the planets that the resistance and other people control are blue and then red is the first order and we see that only like a small amount of like planetary systems are outside first order control and that's mostly like in the outer regions and like the unknown regions, wild space, the outer rim, which is like Tatooine, Geonosis, um, that kind of stuff. So, we get that, we see that star map, and we see Leia looking at it, and she's very concerned. And then we cut to Ray and Ezra Bridger sitting at a table, because in the last, um, probably should have mentioned this, in the last podcast episode... Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels agreed to train Rey at the end of that. And we see them flipping through books and data pads full of Jedi, um, like, text and, like, information on Jedi. And Rey learns about Quinlan Voss, who can, who is famous for touching things and learning, like, the history of the object. And she says that she's learned how to do that and that she learned by touching a door that somebody had um had like messy hands and like food on their hands and like that opened the door and somebody cleaned it just as an example of what she did and sort of like a comedic moment and Ezra says that's great and then they keep flipping through pages and we see and we get a look from above of them just flipping on the data pad looking at different Jedi and I imagine we get some like little like Easter eggs there, like Obi Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu and Yoda and Anakin like show up on the screens and they're flipping past. But um, we hear an alert, and um, Ray and Ezra look up, and then we cut to the bridge of the destroyer, where Leia finally where Leia sends Finn, Poe, Ray, and Ezra and Sabine from Rebels to Kamino. And Finn is on crutch, and at this point Finn is on crutches because he did just wake up, and he's not completely recovered. And we see them boarding the ship, and we see them flashing off with Leia saying, may the force be with you, and hugging Rey because obviously Rey is her daughter. And I just want to clear this up um, in this version, Rey does not get trained by does not get trained by Leia. She is trained by Ezra. But we see them hug because they are all obviously mother and daughter in this version, and we see Leia waving goodbye at the ship, and then um, we cut to Kylo Ren meditating, and like we see him like shaking his head, and then. He hears like a, like kind of plethora of voices in his head, like we hear Snoke's voice and Vader's and just a bunch of like and a little bit and like a little thing would be Palpatine's like all the voices of the dark side that are kind of tormenting him, and it keeps on 
um, shaking his head, and then we get a flashback to Ben around the same time. Well, I'd say Ben maybe like a couple months before he destroyed Luke's temple. He was hearing the exact same voices. And then to end this little section of the um, movie, we would cut to Snoke. He's wearing all red robes like the one that Palpatine wore in Revenge of the Sith at the very end. But he's wearing all red robes without a hood. And he's on a black and is on a throne made of like twisted black throne like the one we saw in Rise of Skywalker, the original one. And, and his eyes are closed and then he opens them and he just smiles like kind of evilly. I think that would be a cool way to end that little section of the movie. But let's get to the rest. So on the Millennium Falcon with the team of Rey, Ezra, Finn, Poe, Sabine, and yeah, that's the entire um, team. Just didn't get that great of a rhythm. But we see Ray and Ezra spar, and Finn and Sabine are playing Jarek on the table, on like the chess table. And while Poe is piloting, and, and Poe yells back to them that like there's ties following them. And he tells Finn to go to the gunner station, but Finn is on crutches, even though he's been even though he woke up a couple of, like months ago. I'm gonna say this movie takes place about two months after um, my version of Last Jedi, and um, he's too slow to get there, and they get blasted a bunch of times while he's trying to move. And and eventually Sabine runs over there and jumps in the gunner station and Finn just kind of stands there and the ship rocks and kind of falls over. So we get like this space battle scene where they destroy all the TIE fighters. It would be a cool action scene. But then we get um, back after that and Sabine is yelling at Finn and tells him that he's been awake for a month. The doctors cleared him and that... He almost got them killed, and she says that if he's strong enough to reject the First Order, unlike anybody else, that he can stand up off the crutches and fight like an old person. He's strong enough to do that. And we see Finn nod, because he knows she's right, but he's also, like, I don't know, he's just kind of pitting himself, kind of, because he was in a coma for a year. But, we get that, and then we cut the Snoke telling Kylo Ren to go to, to, go to Kamino and stop the Resistance because the pilots of those TIE Fighters told Snoke that the Falcon was heading in that direction, and Snoke knows that they could find out some really, like, important stuff about him. So... He tells Kylo to go to Kamino and stop the resistance and kill everybody. And Kylo gets in his shuttle and flies away. So next we see the rebels arriving on Kamino. And we see the team try to break in. But we see that Ezra, Rey, Chewbacca, Sabine, and Poe are having a really hard time. Because they don't know how to unlock the door. And stormtroopers are attacking them from outside the door. And 
we get this uh, like slow mo, like slow mo sequence where everything goes in slow mo, and we just see Finn. And he's seeing everyone almost close to dying, so Finn throws his he throws his crutches at the stormtroopers and knocks a couple over, and helping out the team. And he and we see him grit his teeth, and he runs, and he unlocks the door, and he pulls out his blaster and shoots the last like three stormtroopers, and they get inside. So Finn is guiding them through the facility, and Ray is holding her arm out, touching every single lock that she sees, but not, so that she can see the history of it and try to see who opened it. And then, when she hits one lock, she sees Emperor she sees Emperor Palpatine opening that same door. And I think it would be cool to have Palpatine in the story because it would connect. Like he's had contingencies. For everything since the Phantom Menace. So Palpatine has opened that same door. And Finn unlocks it. And when they enter they see three tall tubes. Like the ones we see in the Bad Batch that Omega looks at. And the first one is Luke's severed hand from Empire Strikes Back. And then the second one has the body of Savage Press, Darth Maul's brother from the Clone Wars. And... The very third one is the most important. It would be the body of the sun from Star Wars The Clone Wars. If you don't know, the sun is basically a force of God. Because there's a planet called Mortis, which was insanely, which was insanely um, strong with the force. And basically the entire planet was as strong as the force as the cave on Dagobah. And there are three people there, called the son, the f daughter, and the father. And the daughter represented the light side, the son represented the dark, and the father represented balance between the two. And eventually all three die in the Clone Wars when Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka go there. And Anakin kills the son with the dagger of Mortis, which will come up later in the story. But we see... The three things in the tubes, Luke's hand, Savage Press's body, and the son's body. And every, all three things have tubes hooked up to them. And we see, like, blood and chemicals running out of the tubes into other tanks. And we... And Ray empties the tanks. And she touches each one, learning about each one she explains it to the team and she goes over to a terminal as she sees flashing and she learns that these sam samples were created were used to create a like a being so strong with the force that it could run an empire like Palpatine and be powerful enough to control Kylo Ren and like have him as an apprentice and they learn that Snoke is basically just a lab project built by Palpatine and then they f and then they see the image of the dagger and and Ray having touched the son's body learns that it was used to kill him Ray so Ray thinks they might um, need to go and get it. Well, Ray thinks that might be useful. 
so they're about to go and get the dagger and try to find the dagger, but Kylo Ren arrives, and he and Ezra, he and Ray and Ezra duel. Now, Ray is now using a double lightsaber made out of the sabers of Luke and Leia, so because it's more comfortable and more similar to her stash, so we see her being a lot more comfortable with this and. Kyle and she and Kylo and Ezra are fighting, and Kylo defeats Ezra, because as powerful as Ezra is, it's Kylo Ren, he's the grandson of Vader, and Anakin Skywalker, who was literally created by the Force. So, Kylo defeats Ezra, and he pushes, and he pushes Rey back through the halls with his lightsaber, and eventually they get back out to where the Falcon landed, and the rest of the team go out to the Falcon and are defeating all the stormtroopers that are guarding the hallway who Kylo brought with him and they kill all the stormtroopers but Kylo defeats Rey and she's on the ground and we hear like a I think we should hear the music from Star Wars Rebels like the force music I always thought it was cool and we hear that inside Rey's head and she reaches out to Kylo's mind because she senses it has some turmoil in it and she says be free and she says be free brother and tries to like calm his mind and she also pushes him back and she knocks Kylo out and the team escape the team escapes on the Falcon and they go back to the resistance fleet so Kylo Ren wakes up holding his head and he sees some memories flying by of him as like a like a young man at the temple and him at certain times in the force awakens and my version of last jedi we see hears snoke's voice in his head and he's like shaking his head and then he finally remembers and he has a flashback to the first time he met snoke and we see that snoke was on the planet where luke's temple was and he had gotten on there, and we see that there's this forest next to Luke's temple. And we see Kylo walk toward it, and he meets Snoke. And and then suddenly Snoke, in the flashback, just reaches out with the force. And then, he, and then Kylo remembers breaking into the Sith collection and burning the temple. But in the flashback... It's kind of not really a flashback, it's like a fourth vision. And he sees himself, and he notices his eyes are all hazy and sort of have like a yellow like tinge to it. And and he, find, and he learns that Snoke has been mind-controlling him ever since. And he realizes that the reason that Luke attacked him was because he sensed Snoke in his head. So... So Kylo Ren is super angry and he stands up and he pulls out his lightsaber and he ignites it. And now that he's back to the light, his red crystal has been purified so now the blade, blades are pure white and Kylo Ren goes to explore the facility. And when he gets back to the room where Rey and the team were, he learns the origin of his master. And he steals the dagger of Mortis, or which was used to defeat the sun, because just like Ray thinks it might be useful. And he gets on his ship and flies back to where Snoke is.
when the Falcon and the team of the Resistance um, lands on the Resistance Star Destroyer, Leia tells them that Snoke and the First Order are coming, and that they have and that they have found the Rebels by tracking the Star Destroyer, and that they are going to arrive soon. So that's like a big like a moment and a big ending in that scene, and we cut back to Kylo's ship where he knows that he's going to go back to Snoke, but he doesn't know what to do. And suddenly the ghosts of Anakin and Luke Skywalker visit him. And Luke tells him that he's sorry and that he should have known about Snoke. He should never let Snoke get onto the planet of the Jedi Temple. And Anakin looks at his grandson and says, Kylo has to go and kill Snoke, and he has to go and defeat the, the evil dictator just like he did so he can bring back the balance, and Kylo nods and jumps into hyperspace with a determined look on his face, and he knows exactly what he needs to do now. So, the First Order arrives in space next to the Resistance fleet. And a space battle ensues. The first, I imagine the First Order now having like mini Death Stars, not without super lasers. So they're basically just empty Death Stars and they're like spherical battleships that can release like in giant amounts of ties. I just think it'd be really cool. And we see the ties attacking the um, Resistance fleet. And we, and then we focus on a small sh on a small resistance shuttle that sh um, sneaks into the hangar bay of Snoke's Star Destroyer. And we see them on the ship and they formulate a plan which is get to the bridge, take over communications, and tell the rest of the First Order fleet to, stop to lower their shields and then the resistance fleet can easily defeat them. So as the resistance team boards the ship, they run through the hallways, but eventually they get trapped in a hall by a bunch of stormtroopers, and Leia is shot. So as Leia dies on the ground, and everybody is crowding around her, but also trying to hold off the stormtroopers, we hear this primal roar, and they look to see Ben Solo, or Kylo Ren, um, have his lightsaber and he's shredding through all the stormtroopers. And after killing all the stormtroopers, he kind of snaps out of that, of that like kind of berserker mode. And he sees Leia on the ground, and he goes and sits next to Chewbacca and Rey. And, and we see Leia look up, and she smiles because this is the first time seeing her children together. And of course, her friend Chewbacca is there, and she says that she forgives Kylo and she wishes Han were there and then Leia Skywalker Organa dies. Now, I killed Leia off in the story mostly because I just think it was a nice way to wrap it up and I just don't want I mean Chewbacca I can see surviving like pretty well but I don't think Leia could really 
handle herself that well without Han and Luke both not there. I just don't think she can handle herself like after the war with Snoke without Han and Luke because she'd be all alone besides Chewbacca. So that's why I decided to kill her off. But Ray tells um, Ezra and the rest of the team to secure the bridge and carry out the plan. And they go down the hallway to the bridge. And right after they leave down the hallway, um, Ben hands Ray the um, dagger. And she um, remembers that it killed the son. She comes to the conclusion that only that dagger can kill Snoke. Because Snoke is basically now exactly like the sun, a pure being of the dark side. So, Kylo and Rey get up, and they um, run towards the throne room. And basically, we cut back to the space battle, and we see like a lot of resistance ships being torn apart. We see... Um, Ad I would like there to be a shot of like Admiral Akbar and his son like on a ship. And they just look out the like viewport and they see so many X-Wings, so many A-Wings, and so many B-Wings just getting absolutely obliterated by like, the huge amount of ties that there are. And so we cut to Snoke in the throne room where Rey and Kylo are arriving. And they ignite their lightsabers, a double-bladed blue lightsaber and a white cross-guard saber. And then Kylo pulls, well, no, Rey pulls the dagger of Mortis out of her robe. And we just see Snoke's, we see Snoke's face. And it's just contorted in rage and a little bit of fear. And he just knows that this is going to be the end of it. For either him or them. And then we cut to the... Other, the resistance team with Ezra and Sabine and Finn and Poe and Finn and Poe and we see the team shooting all the bridge members and Finn goes absolutely like I I don't know exactly what to say but he goes like he turns into a complete badass and he just kills all the troopers in the room and he holds off the troopers um that are coming towards the bridge from the hall it kills all of them it shuts the door and seals the blast doors and Sabine looks at him and and just nods at him and says good job and they get back to what they were supposed to do so we see Ezra activate the comms and he tells the other battleships that are like sending out the ties to close all their hangars and lower the shields on every ship and he's and he, he tells them that this order came directly from Supreme Leader Snoke, which makes them obviously oblige. So they do. And then we go back to Snoke in the clone in the throne room, and he stands up and he's super tall. And he puts his arms out to the sides and he summons two lightsabers. We get a close-up can see that these are the lightsaber hilts of Emperor Palpatine, the white and gold ones from Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars. I think this would be just a cool detail. 
because Palpatine created him, and now Snoke is using the weapons of his creator. It's I just think it's kind of cool. And um, I don't know. I kind of want this movie to be sort of the legacy. Well, not the legacy, but like the continuation of Anakin's journey. So him encouraging his grandson to do what he did, bring back, the, bring back the balance, and the enemy using the weapons of Anakin's biggest enemy. I just think that's pretty cool. But we go to the space battle and we see the rebels and resistance start to win. This was, and then this is where like the really like cool stuff at the end starts. So we see that Rey and Kylo are fighting Snoke and Snoke is very powerful. Like he's super powerful. He's not as powerful as the sun was, but he is go like, so he can't completely take over people, but he could control Kylo's mind. But we see him going super fast and blocking almost every blow. But we see on his face multiple times during the fight, which would be pretty long and like bouncing around and like jumping around the throne room. But we see on his face that he knows that he, that Kylo and Rey are too strong. They are the grandchildren of the of the literal chosen one, the most powerful person in the entire galaxy, like history, besides maybe the son and the father, but I'm pretty sure that Anakin's even stronger than them. And as we get to the end of the lightsaber battle, we see that Snoke um, cuts off, well, we see that Rey cuts off one of Snoke's hand, hands, and, he sl and then she slices Snoke's leg. I just wanted to have a like, cool finishing combo, so she cuts off Snoke's hand and slices his leg, and Snoke stumbles. And then Kylo cuts off his other hand. And Ben looks, and Kylo looks back at Rey. And she nods to him. And we see Kylo Ren looking up at, well, we see Snoke looking up at Kylo. Sort of how Dooku did to Anakin. And Kylo tells Snoke that he's done controlling anyone. They stab Snoke with the dagger. And then, yeah, Snoke is dead. Is dead. So, Kylo drops the dagger, and he and he and Rey hug, and then they pull apart, and they run to the hangar and meet up with the rest of the team, as the ship that they're on is exploding, and they fly back to the Resistance Star Destroyer. So, we uh, we see that the battle is over in space. All the First Order ships are destroyed. And we see like a cloud of debris of metal. And just ships and like some bodies of stormtroopers floating in space. And we see on the Star Destroyer that the Resistance have. They s activate their communication system. And they send a galaxy-wide message saying that Snoke is dead. And... Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren has turned back to the, has turned to the light, and we see planets across the galaxy riding against the First Order, so I think this would be like Tatooine, um, Naboo, definitely, and then some other planets, maybe, um, maybe even Lothal, that'd be pretty cool. So then we have a three-month time jump. And we see the island where Luke lived during The Last Jedi. 
and we see th three people standing on a hill with a bunch of other people like waiting a little bit away and we see Ezra tell that tell um Ben Solo and Ray Solo that he, um he will be back with more recruits and we end the movie seeing Ray and um Ben or Kala training a batch of Jedi younglings like how to use the force and we see them like teaching how to like lift things with the force and that's how we end the movie and the last shot of the movie would be like sort of like panning up the hill so we see um the kids like the backs of their heads while they're training and we see the faces of Ben and Ray and we tilt up like pan up the hill and we see the force ghosts of Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Luke, and Leia standing on the hill and looking down and that's how my version of Rise of Skywalker would end. Alright so that was my version of what if I wrote um, the Rise of Skywalker. It was, I think it was really good like compared to some of my other podcast episodes. It's definitely better than the first rewrite of The Last Jedi I did. I definitely think that I did better on this one. And I just think this would be a cool ending to the franchise. Because I did always want to see Kylo be redeemed. But I also wanted his redemption to show the power of Snoke. So him literally being able to take over Kylo's mind. I thought it was really cool. And to be honest, I do get that there was darkness in Vader. But... I never thought that was a valid reason for Kylo to go dark, like it was, like it was hinted at in the, like, actual movies, so I kind of wanted to change it, and I'm glad I did, and I think it turned out pretty well, but if you, um, want to recommend a podcast episode, um, um, send me a message at Star Wars, um, well, send me an email to StarWarsBadBatch at gmail.com, that's the account that I use for the podcast. And, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, then great. If you have any other Star Wars fanatics that you know who might like this, um, tell them. And, yeah, may the Force be with you, and thanks for listening.